Welcome to New York's number two sports show, the New York Rangers. On Black Friday, defeat the Philadelphia Flyers 3-1. They improve their record to 14-3-1. And the Mika Zibanejad line is the story of this game. And I said last game against Pittsburgh, Zibanejad, who only had an assist, was really looking good. I thought that maybe that was his best overall game of the season. What does he do? He carries it into this game. And he was, you know, really the main catalyst who scored. He scored two goals. He scored the first goal of the game very early in the game. And But it wasn't just him on that line. You had a goal and an assist from Chris Kreider, and you had two primary assists from Blake Wheeler. Igor Shosturkin, not to be forgotten, was really good as well, making 36 to 37 uh, saves. And I think the shots are misleading. The Flyers outshot the Rangers 37 to 19. It wasn't like that. A big reason for that disparity was the fact that the Flyers had six power plays. The Rangers killed off all six of those power plays. The penalty kill has been really good, specifically the last two games uh, against Pittsburgh and Philly. 11-for-11 uh, 11 11 success for the Rangers' penalty kill. And then I think 25-for-27, dating back to a certain point. So the PK, which had some struggles at one point, uh, is really doing well now. And I have to imagine that they rank fairly high, certainly at least in the top 10 in the NHL, in the, in the PK, we know how the power play has been successful. Maybe it's cooled off a little bit uh, lately. It only had two chances in this game. But it's funny. Again, Panarin, who, um, you know, it just he has the 15-game point streak, and now he hasn't had a point in the last three games, but that's what happens. Now Mika Zibanejad steps up. Not to say Panarin isn't playing well, but it's just good to see. It, it, and he's had success against the Flyers lately, Mika, but, you know, that line has not had the results. Say what you want, but it wasn't there. And Zabanajad only had two points uh, in five-on-five situations for the first, what was it, 16, um, 17 games? Because this was game 18. But then today, two goals, five-on-five. Five. So that's the thing, too. Those were uh, goals um, at even strength for this line. And the Rangers really need production from them. So that was really good. Also, um, liked the play of a lot of the defensemen. Uh, Jacob Truba logged a lot of minutes in this game. What was it? 27, and, 27 minutes and 36 seconds. And was really good. I mean, just, he is such a good open ice hitter. Just in terms of clean, hard checks. Uh, which you don't really see too much anymore. And um, he, he's just been pretty steady, Truba. Um, and he's not going to wow you offensively. That's just really like not part of his game anymore as it had been in his later years in Winnipeg. And maybe, you know, what was it? I guess a couple years ago, Truba with the Rangers, you know, might've had a 10 goal season, um, or close to also, I thought the pair of Lindgren and Gustafson did a really good job. They have, um, really, um, Done a nice job considering the fact that Adam Fox has been out and Gustafson slid in that spot. And they kind of haven't skipped a beat, right? I mean, of course, you'd rather Fox, but then that moves Gustafson down to the third pair with Schneider. who And I thought Schneider was good. Jones, they didn't really play Jones much. He only played 11 minutes and 26 seconds. But I thought Schneider, who played 16-42 and, had some, you know, and was kind of important on the penalty kill, uh, I thought Schneider had a, had a solid game. But that's the thing. When you get Fox back and all of a sudden Jones, um, you know, is a healthy scratch again. And it, like, it, it's a lot better. But yeah, they're doing the job. Thought the fourth line was solid. 
Uh, had some good zone time, uh, that being Goodrow centering VZ and Pitlick. They didn't score, but I thought that they were somewhat effective. Um, Will Cooley does a nice job in this game of standing up for Ryan Lindgren, and it got him 17 penalty minutes because they gave him uh, you know, a, an instigator, a 10-minute instigator penalty. Oh, no, sorry. Let, let, let me get that. Let me get that correct. It was, um, right, two minutes for instigating and then a 10-minute misconduct plus the five minutes for fighting. So, um, but hey, like, the, Cooley is is definitely um, doing a really good job as a rookie and a young player of gaining respect from the rest of his teammates, and that's a great way to do it. Um, you know, only ends up playing six minutes because of that, but at least he did that. And then Nick Benino, like, again, uh, do, you, do I want him as the third-line center? Absolutely not. Um, but... He is a guy that is going to be out there in late game situations, and he has any block shots like no one else. I mean, this guy uh, sacrifices the body all the time. So, really, a lot of what I'm saying is is kind of a repeat of last episode. I think the big difference is is this time it's Igor, not Quick, and this time uh, Zabanajad and company uh, actually get the results. Uh, and this leads into, and I'll, I'll just say it now, this leads into a showdown with the Bruins tomorrow. And I have some thoughts on that. And, and you know, usually I'd wait till till after, but this is going to be exciting. I mean, the Rangers are two points behind Boston with a game in hand. So this is essentially for first place. Like, in if you go based off, like, point percentage, this is essentially for first place in all of the National Hockey League. Um, but I digress on that point. The Bruins lost this afternoon to Detroit. So both of Boston's two regulation, they've only had two regulation losses on the season, both to the Red Wings. That does concern me from a Ranger perspective. It's a quick turnaround. Both of these, uh, the Bruins and Rangers with matinee games today, matinee games today, and then tomorrow is a one o'clock game. So I'm a little bit concerned with the Bruins coming off this loss. Like they are going to be ready to go. That said, that doesn't take anything away from the Rangers. I think that they'll be... Uh, you know, in a good spot, and I think they'll be geared up. Hey, last season, the Bruins had their way with the Rangers. They beat them in all three meetings, and the Bruins were the better team in all three of those games. There was no sugarcoating it. Like, they were clearly the better team. Now, before, I mean, well, let's just keep it to last season, right? Because then there's times, I remember even Black Friday a couple years ago, I remember the Rangers beat Boston. But that was a different time. That Ranger team was better than Boston. This is going to be a very, very, very good test. The biggest test of the season. And it'll probably be Linus Omark because I think Jeremy Swayman was in that state for Boston. So it's probably going to be Omark and Jonathan Quick. I would be surprised, considering that Igor you know, recently came off you know, being banged up, I would have to think it's Jonathan Quick in that. That would be my guess. And Igor was you know, pretty heavily relied upon today. Again, I think the shots were a little misleading, but he was used quite a bit, of course. So, you know, it'll be interesting that Jonathan Quick's the one that that is probably going to get the call in what is a pretty big game. Uh, you know, definitely the biggest game so far of the season. I think the Garden, it is an afternoon game. And I find that that can take a little bit away from the juice of the crowd. But I do think that everything being equal, like the fans should be pretty fired up for tomorrow's game. So talking about this Ranger Flyer game. 45 seconds in, the Rangers score. And it's Mika Zibanejad scoring uh, his third goal of the season from Wheeler and Kreider. And this is a really nice pass by Blake Wheeler. He's shown that he still is able, he still has pretty good vision. Um, and, and so the skill of Blake Wheeler isn't completely gone. Um, again, it's it's hard for me to fully warm up to him. 
like just from a, a hockey standpoint, like seems like a really like a good veteran, good leader, good guy. Like nothing against him personally, but I, I but this was good, right? Like this was obviously what you want to see, and maybe that line is building some chemistry with Wheeler on it. And so Zibanejad scores at 45 seconds. Then their next shift, that line's next shift at 153, Kreider scores his 11th goal of the season, which is a team leading, right? I, I believe Panarin was at 10, and now Kreider. Uh, who had been ahead of him for the most part, but Aaron ties him now. Carter back ahead with 11 goals. This was a play off of a faceoff where Travis Sanheim kind of really just with a terrible turnover gives it right to Carter, who scores past the Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. So a quick two of the Ranger lead, and then I believe the Rangers their third their next shift they almost scored. I can't remember who it was. It might have been. I think it was maybe a two-on-one situation with Zabanajad and Kreider, and I think Zabanajad might have been a little bit too unselfish. I think that's what it was. But yeah, like they were buzzing that line early and often. And so the Rangers take a 2 lead very, very quickly in this game. Then at 444, Truba gets in on the action with some hits. And it eventually leads to a Garnet-Hathaway-Barkley-Goodrow fight at 444. Then at 724, Joe Farabee hooks Alexi Lafreniere. This penalty was kind of questionable. Um, Lafreniere, I thought, again, looked really good. Like, didn't put up any points, but continues to really be very noticeable. Rangers don't score on this power play. Then at 13-28, the Blake Wheeler penalties do continue. He trips Owen Tippett, but the Rangers kill that off. That was the first of six successful kills for the Rangers. Then at 17-19 is where you have the Cooley-Hathaway fight. After Hathaway hits Lindgren, Cooley wasn't happy with it, but again, standing up for his teammates and you know, Lindgren would do the same if the tables were turned. Uh, so, again, Flyers go on the power play. Rangers cut off. We go to the second period. And in the second period at 3.08, Keandre Miller holds Sean Miller, but the Rangers cut off. And then at 7.41, Mika Zibanejad scores his second goal of the game, his fourth goal of the season from Wheeler and Gustafson. So a nice little setup by Wheeler. And Zibanejad, with one hand on the stick, tips it in past Hart to give the Rangers a 3-0 lead. Uh, and so obviously they're in good shape at that point. At 12-14, Rangers get a power play. Travis Sanheim high sticks v Jimmy Vesey, but the Rangers don't score. And then the Flyers get their one goal. At 17-39, it's a goal by Sean Couturier, his fifth goal of the season from Sealer and Atkinson. And this is a play off of a Flyer faceoff win where unfortunately Blake Wheeler, uh, they kicked Zibanejad out of the draw. So Wheeler takes it. He loses the faceoff. And then Couturier kind of beats him to the spot. Beats Wheeler, that is. So... An unfortunate turn of events there, and the Flyers score to make it 3-1. to one. Then at the end of the period, uh, before the very end of the period, in 1918, Lindgren trips Farabee, and then at the 20-minute mark, at the end of the period, Keandre Miller and Sean Walker are called for roughing. So what that does is it takes Lindgren and Miller out of the penalty kill equation going into the third period, but the Rangers do kill it off. Then at 802, Eric Gustafson trips Owen Tippett. Rangers, like I've said, Kill it off. And then at 11.46, Nick Bonino is called for delay of game, but and the Rangers penalty kill gets the job done once again. And a lot of that to do with Igor Shosturkin, but a lot of that to just do with the personnel because the Flyers really didn't have great, considering they had all those power plays, they didn't have great chances collectively. And ultimately, the Rangers win this game 3-1. to one. So a really, a nice, I, I thought the Rangers played a really solid game. Uh, sure, you can look at the shot totals, but I, I actually, that was a product of the uh, of the power plays, mostly. And the Rangers really were in full control of this game. So now, like I said, Rangers improved to 14-3-1. 
the only team that has a better points percentage. That's what I like to go by with, with, with so many teams playing an imbalanced number of games. That's really what I choose to go by. And so with that, the Bruins are, have, are a little bit barely ahead of the Rangers. But if the Rangers tomorrow, in terms of point percentage, if they even just win in any form, right? So if they win in overtime, shootout, whatever it is, they will pass the Bruins in terms of point percentage. If they, um, yeah. No. See, when you get into points, then like, again, you get into like Vegas, who has, who's played, you know, more games than the Bruins and the Rangers. But uh, the point is this, like the Rangers are playing really good hockey. And this starts, this Bruins game will start three straight games at home. Home versus Boston, home versus Buffalo, home versus Detroit. And Buffalo and Detroit, they've already played. So they're familiar with those teams. But the Bruin game, there'll be a lot of focus there. And I think that the Rangers, you know, Laviolette's had them in a good mindset. But they but they got to know the Bruins will be very much uh, locked in. Because the Bruins, they, this is only their second regulation loss of the season. I have to imagine... They probably haven't had two straight losses of any kind this season. That's just a guess. I don't know that. I know the Rangers don't. And there's a good chance Boston doesn't either. So, it's very excited for this one. Expectations aren't high. And that's not for lack of, of, um, of confidence in the Rangers. What it does mean that the Rangers do it, I'll be very, very pleased with the fact that they've done so. Because this will be uh, a difficult one. But again, Rangers defeat the Philadelphia Flyers 3-1. to Mika Zibanejad scores two goals. And Igor Shosturkin stops 36 of the Flyers' 37 shots. <laughs>